Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, November 10th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. A good opening bid for Kansas basketball. The Jayhawks defeated Michigan State 87-74 at the Champions Classic at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, and there was plenty for KU fans to like, starting with Ochai Abaji. He was the best player on the floor, finishing with a career-best 29 points. He just looked so smooth and mature. Several freshmen played well, and preseason Big 12 Player of the Year Remy Martin scored 15 in his KU debut, all in the second half. Here to break down the game and what Bill Self and the players said afterwards are beat writers Jesse Newell and Gary Bedore. Let's get started. We're here with Gary Bedore and Jesse Newell. And a couple hours ago, Kansas put the finishing touches on Michigan State, 87-74 in the Champions Classic at Madison Square Garden. A big story tonight, of course, was uh, Ochai Abaji, and we're going to talk a lot about him. And But there was a lot of other things to talk about from this game. I thought Kansas did so many things well. Gary, let's start with you. Break it down. Um, what uh, what were your impressions of, of the Jayhawks tonight? And what did Bill Self had to say about this team? I thought they played pretty well. Uh, they were a little bit sloppy. Um, I don't know how all KU fans felt, but the lead was up to 16, and I didn't feel like that they necessarily were were going to avoid a eight point game or a six point game late, but I thought like everybody, Ochai Baji played really well. Twenty nine points, three threes, eight of eight from the line. A lot of the freshmen or the newcomers came in and did did pretty well. As far as self, he wasn't you know giddy beyond belief. He was happy for Ochai, he said, a little puzzled at Remy Martin doing zero shots the first half, but he did say he played well the second half. So uh, he wasn't jumping for joy, Bill Self, but, you know, he loves winning these these uh, high-profile games. It helps his program, and uh, I don't know if he'd give it a C, B, or A, but he was happy to beat Tom Izzo because he respects how tough it is to score on Michigan state and to out rebound. Yeah. Look, uh, this was Michigan state was the only team against which Kansas had a losing record in the champions classic, oddly enough. And, uh, and they tied up the series at two games apiece uh, against the Spartans. And so I, I, I didn't realize Gary until I read your, uh, your, your early game story that Kansas had lost its previous two openers. I guess I just don't, uh, yeah, just assume Kansas wins all the openers, but they'd lost their previous two. They didn't play in the Champions Classic last year. There wasn't one, right? Yeah, that confused me earlier in the week when I was looking that up because they played Gonzaga, but the Champions Classic wasn't the opener. And uh, I didn't mean to say that KU out-rebounded Michigan State. They did lose the board battle 37-30, but I think KU was pretty gritty tonight. But, uh, yeah, they did lose the board battle. They did lose the board battle, and Bill Self mentioned that. But this was a a small Kansas team that played tonight, Jesse. Right, and you kind of had to concede that to Michigan State, uh, a great, always a, a great rebounding team under Tom Izzo. Um, but um, the fact that Kansas won the turnover battle, um, Michigan State didn't shoot free throws well. There were reasons why Tom Izzo was not terribly pleased with his team's performance. 
But I, I don't know. Let's let's stick with Ochai for a minute or two here. Um, best game you've seen him play in a KU uniform? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was phenomenal, and I think you know Ochai is such a quiet kid. Um, he's not a guy that shows a lot of emotion. I was videotaping him on the way to the tunnel where all the KU fans were kind of waiting for him, wanted to slap hands with him, wanted to kind of give him the final ovation. And he barely looked up. He kind of pointed at the last second, but it's just funny because we had just talked about Remy, you know, Remy was just arms exalted when he ran off the tunnel, slapping hands, doing everything. And that's sort of his personality. And Ochai's is, is really the opposite. You know, you wouldn't have known he scored more than two points in this game and, and, you know, kind of gave a half, point to the crowd after scoring 29, but that's just who he is. And um, the thing that stood out to me, Blair, today from Remy, or I'm sorry, from, from Ochai was just his ball handling. And I know part of the reason that he came back to college, part of the feedback he got from the NBA process was uh, just for people to tell him like, hey, uh, this is part of your game that you need to improve. And even if you're a three and D guy in the NBA, you still have to be able to put it on the, you know, put it on the ground, be able to dribble some and, and take the ball to the basket and have, some competence on that particular skill. And we haven't seen this from Ochai. There was one play where he got the ball kind of in transition, caught it with two hands, went behind his back on the dribble and then finished uh, under the basket. And it's just not something we've seen from Ochai. So him being able to score him, being able to take it off the balance, it's never going to be a strength strength for him, but it's really been a weakness for him up until this point. So for him to show more, uh, a complete part of his game in that way, I, I just thought that was phenomenal. And, you know, his shooting, was really good. It was really good last year. It got even better in this particular game, but uh, we'll see if that continues. But um, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal by him, career high in points. And uh, that was a, a no try Baji that none of us have seen before. And he won't be at Kansas next year. He'll be in the NBA and arenas like this. If he continues to perform like that. So uh, I was scribbling down some of the bill self post game press conference. And he, he said this about, uh, about Ochai. Uh, another step he needs to take to become an elite, an elite player, he needs to become an assassin. Um, and he was that tonight. Um, Jay Billick called him, you know, the first team All-America player. Uh, the, the praise just flowed on, on Ochai. I just, I was struck by just how mature he played. You know, he, he looks the same, but he just he played with more maturity tonight. That's not to suggest that he he can kind of fall back into a timidness later on or, as roles are still being established on this team and Jalen Wilson gets worked back in and um, you know, there's, there's a lot to sort out with these Jayhawks, but man, on against this opponent on this stage for him to have the game that he did pretty impressive. I thought. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, the other thing Blair is he, he took a big step last year and that's, I think what people um, sometimes don't give him credit for, but you know, if you look at his game by game log, and Gary would know this better than me. I'm kind of telling myself here, Gary, you, you would know this better than me, that sort of thing. But he scored double figures in like 19 of KU's first 20 games or something like that. So um, when KU really needed him to score last year, he, he was able to do that. But uh, you want to talk about being an assassin and kind of being aggressive. We saw it very late in the year from Ochai during certain moments, um, including when he got his career high against Oklahoma uh, with 26 points late in uh, in March. But um, it's just tougher when you can't dribble, you know, it's tougher when you can't take it to the basket. So when you have some confidence in that part of your game and are able to create something like that, uh, then everything sort of opens up and, uh, yeah, I think we might've all got it wrong here. You know, um, I know it's just one game. I know there's going to be other games where the game flow goes differently and all those sorts of things, but yeah, for a night 
Um, Bobby Pettiford said this to us, you know, just outside the locker room. He said he told Ochai on the court that he was the best player in the country and he wanted him to get to 30 plus points. He wanted him to close out the game because he'd had such a good game as well. But yeah, I mean, that's what Jay Bill said. That's what Bill Self said. It's what almost everybody except for Ochai said, which was, you know, for a night here, he really established what he could do for this team and where potentially it could go if he continues this level of progression that he's shown so far. And Gary, I was also interested in something Remy Martin said after the game. Uh, he was just asked about his first half versus second half. And as you mentioned, he didn't even take a shot in the first half, but he was, um, you know, he was interested in, in um, you know, in, in playing off of Abaji and, you know, letting, letting him have his, have his half. I forgot what his, I forgot what Obaji was at halftime. Was it 12, 14? I can't remember what his points were at the break, but, um, but then Remy in the second half, all 15 of his points, the first shot he makes as, as a Kansas player is about a 28 foot three pointer. Um, and, and the ball was in his hands so much toward the, the end of the game. That's almost like that's, uh, that's, that's Remy Martin's game and he, he expects the ball to be in his hands. So, um, just what, what did you think of Remy Martin? And is this the, the player that uh, we, we expect him to be? It was wild how he had two different halves like that. Zero, the first, 15, the second. But uh, he had six rebounds. I don't know if they just fell right to him or I don't remember them that much. Two assists, self-conceited, well said that he played well the second half. But I thought he did okay. I mean, um, he looked like he he definitely belonged as a starter at KU. And again, he iced all four of his free throws. KU hit 19 to 24, not bad. But uh I thought he had an okay start, considering that he bounced back the second half to score a lot of points. Yeah. So Jesse, how do you think it's gonna break down on, on the floor with with Remy and and uh and Juan Harris? Um it looks like Bill is pretty comfortable with Harris running the show, but once the ball gets in Remy's hands, especially, you know, um, you know, in the final minutes, it looks like that's, that's, that's Remy time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when Jalen Wilson comes back, what they're going to do for the starting lineup. It'll be fascinating because Bill is really pleased with Dewan Harris when he's done so far. And you look at it kind of a quiet stat line, but for a team like Kansas, you can have a quiet stat line and kind of be, um, a guy that can play off others. That's what Dewan Harris did, you know, six points, four assists, no turnovers, three steals, um, and, and knows the plays. Again, that's part of the reason he's that point guard is he probably has a, a better familiarity with the playbook right now than Remy Martin does. But um, going to your point, Blair, uh, and Gary mentioned this a little bit before, there got to be a moment down the stretch where, you know, KU really wasn't closing that well. The possessions got a little bit tough, that sort of thing. And, and those are the games last year when KU really could struggle because they didn't have a guy where, you know, Bill Self has done this over time. I mean, sometimes you can look like a great coach because you spread the floor, you call a ball screen, and then Frank Mason goes and makes a play. Or Tyshawn Taylor goes and makes a play. Or Sharon Collins goes and makes a play. It's sure nice when the game's on the line. If you just have a guy who's got a little bit of wiggle in him and can go to the rim and, and make, you, make you a basket. And so... For as much as right now, Self and Remy are figuring each other out, and Bill mentioned again after the game how they're still trying to figure each other out. Uh, I'll tell you this: Bill was certainly happy that when this game came to closing time, he could get the ball, spread it out, give it to Remy Martin. He got a couple buckets. <laughs> you don't have to coach it, you don't have to X and O it, you don't have to manufacture it. You just get it, and uh, Bill is going to be really happy to have that down the stretch in these games. You know, as long as Remy Martin's healthy and and able to help Kansas in that sort of way, and I think. 
overall, uh, that's probably one of the biggest points of tonight to me, Blair, is just a year ago when everything was so hard offensively and so hard in transition, everything looked so easy with the small lineup for Kansas to get to the lane, to score, to get to the basket, to dish to others, you know, whether it was Pettiford, whether it was Harris, whether it was Remy Martin, um, you know, whether it was Yesifu in his limited minutes, even Christian Brown and Ochai we talked about having a little bit better handle than a year ago. Um, Bill Self remade his roster and, and went from a team that really couldn't get it to the lane off the bounce to a team that's really t- difficult to keep out of the lane off the bounce. And so it's a credit to his recruiting and a credit to guys that wanted to sign up and join this, but this is a different team from the past. And uh, they have a bigger margin for error than last year, just because they get so many baskets or they did tonight in transition. And, and that really increases the margin of error for you. I mean, Michigan state, they're bemoaning their turnovers. They're bemoaning the steals that Kansas got. And that's just not something that Jayhawks manufactured as much a year ago. I, I should mention that uh, I, I stayed on for the Tom Izzo post-game press conference, he actually mentioned Dewan Harris, uh, just how impressed with how he ran the team, which was the case for most of the night. And Harris had a nice nice line with the six points and, and four assists. Let's talk about a couple other veterans before we take a break. Um, David McCormick, uh, you know, 10, I think, what did he finish with, 10 uh, points? It was kind of a, seemed like a typical David McCormick night, under 500 from the field, uh, struggled a little bit at the free throw line but had a couple of nice blocks and um, it's just, he, he's just not the smoothest of scores at the basket. Is he Gary? No, uh, he, he started the game kind of like everybody saw last year. He seemed a little rushed again. And uh, a lot of times he gets the ball and, and you just look and you just, he doesn't have a direct angle to the hoop. So he, does a few moves and and doesn't usually hit that shot. Like for example, when Mitch Lightfoot entered the game, uh, somebody fed Mitch the ball. I think it was a freshman, and uh, Mitch grabbed it and he had the angle and he just laid it in. David sometimes is sped up and doesn't seem to, you know, have a have an easy shot. At least that's the way I see it. But, um. Still had some remarkable plays. I think he had a vicious block, and I think he had a a real hard dunk. But uh, you know, if he ever gets like Doak Azubuke was very, very, very comfortable, he still might might have a lot to him. I don't think he had a horrific game. He ended up with ten points, but uh, I don't know uh, if Bill would prefer, you know five guards deep down and, and have David out of there sometimes or, or just battle through with David, but no lack of effort. That's for sure. The guys, the guy hustles. Plus he had the, he had the, uh, the block that Tom Izzo into a tizzy and got him a technical foul in in, in the second half. The other guy I wanted to touch on really quick before we take a break is Christian Braun, who God, I thought when he, when he launched those threes in the first half and didn't hit anything, I thought, oh no! Uh, but he had a really nice stretch in the second half, where got a couple buckets. Um, the um, the rebounding was there again. I think he led KU in rebounds tonight, and um, and overall, uh, I, I think a positive night for him. You just want to see that that perimeter, that deep shot fall for him, and it, it didn't come close to happening. Blair, I think you're mentioning this. Self said it after the game where he talked about a couple of the starters didn't perform up to what you expect from them. And 
frankly, that's McCormick and that's Brown. I mean, those are the two guys where if you look statistically and just kind of watching with your your eyes that, that they didn't have the type of performances that you might expect. But I mean, that's the great news about tonight for Kansas. I mean, they win this one going away. They win this one easily. And last year, if David McCormick had a game like that, okay, you probably lost. You know what I mean? They had to have him play well. And they still need him to play well because if they're going to play that four-round one, I mean, you saw Michigan State. I'm sure Jay Billis was mentioning this on the broadcast, but they were not doubling David McCormick. So it's kind of like Udoka Azubuki back in 2018 when they played the four guards around him. You pick your poison. Do you want to double Doak? If you do, you're giving up threes. If you don't want to double him, then the big man has to take advantage inside. David McCormick did not do that as well as he needs to on other nights. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is what we're talking about here is, hey, Zach Clement stepped up. And, hey, Bobby Pettiford stepped up. And, hey, um, you know, Jalen Coleman-Lands had some good minutes. And, you know, KU went down the line, and it didn't matter that two of the starters didn't perform to what they normally do. Um, and if, if Kansas is going to have that on any given night where you say, okay, two or three guys don't necessarily play well, but you figure it out because you can sub in two or three other guys that can be capable or competent on certain nights. Yeah, that, that's really positive because I, I mean, I'm not worried about Christian Brown shooting. He's going to be a good shooter. I, and I'm not really worried about um, David McCormick scoring inside. Honestly, I mean, I think he was rushed tonight. I think we kind of saw first half David McCormick um, kind of like last year. So um, those are things I think will change over time. But what, what's good for Kansas is that on any given night, if a guy is off, they might have somebody on the bench that could be on and they can fix some of the problems that they might've had a year ago that would have caused losses and turn those into wins. And even tonight against a pretty good team, Michigan state, a pretty comfortable win. Okay. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back for a short segment. I want to talk about the rookies and, um, and then Gary will tell us about some, there was some red shirt news uh, tonight, uh, just roster information from, uh, from KU. We'll be right back. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, we're back with Jesse Newell and Gary Bedore. We're rehashing the Kansas 87-74 victory over Michigan State in the Champions Classic at Madison Square Garden. I've got to tell you guys, I, I love the Champions Classic. Um, love, this is the 11th year of, of the event. It's the same four teams every year. They rotate, they rotate opponents, rotate sites. I, I think it's a grand way to get into the college basketball season. You know, college basketball tends to just kind of slide in. You don't know when exhibition games stop and the real regular season games begin sometimes, but that's not true with these four teams because 
uh, they get after it on in, in New York or Indianapolis or Chicago or Atlanta, wherever the these games are played and they're really high level. I was, you know, it's interesting. Michigan State's unranked. It's, it's only the second time in the history of the tournament that there's been an unranked team, a team unranked in the preseason poll. The other time was Michigan State in the first one of these in 2011. So um, high level college basketball. And that was true also of the freshmen, some of the freshmen who played tonight, right, Gary? Uh, I thought some very good moments by some first year Jayhawks. Yeah, Bobby Pettiford had five points, two for two, two assists, two rebounds. Uh, Zach Clemens, seven points the first half. KJ Adams had, uh, he saved the ball from going out of bounds, and I believe he threw it over to Christian Brown for a bucket and uh, had a, was it a block at the end of the first half? Yeah, big block at the end of the first half. That was pretty amazing for a guy that just came in and he's supposed to be a really good player, uh, maybe underrated nationally in the recruiting rankings, but that was it for the freshman. I believe Jalen Coleman lands, the super senior uh, was one for five. So one for three on threes. He was not hot in his KU debut, the former Iowa state, Joseph Yesifu, the transfer from uh, Drake did not play much. Uh, he didn't score, but I know Self is planning on having him in the rotation. But personally, I thought uh, the freshman played well, and uh, I can see why Self says Pettiford looks like he's got a lot of potential to be a very good KU guard. How about Clemens? Am I pronouncing that right, Jesse? Um, Zach Clemens? Clemens, yeah. I, I want it to be pronounced Clemenza, like in Goodfellas, but uh, yeah. it's Clemens. Man, four minutes, knocks down a three, uh, gets a couple rebounds, gets a bucket, just did not seem intimidated by the, the surroundings. Yeah, it's funny. I talked to uh, both Zach and Bobby after the game. Um, and both shared similar sentiments. They were just so excited to be here. Um, Zach was great. He was mentioning, he's like, hey, man, I'm just a Texas kid. I've never been to New York. And then he said, uh, he said, after he hit that three, he said he never felt a feeling like that go through his body before. So um, it, it was, it was pretty good stuff. You know, Bobby Pettiford talked about how he's a, a big Derrick Rose fan. So um, the Knicks have become his favorite team. So to play in the garden, but what the big thing about this is for these guys is Bill Self is typically a guy in these games that does not play freshman. He does not play guys that he doesn't trust. So those guys leashes in this particular game are, super short. I mean, like you can't get any shorter. And for those guys to go in and not only play well, but play well right off the bat and to gain Bill Self's trust, to be able to stick in there and, and, you know, play the minutes that they did and have the impact they did. What's fascinating, the last lead of the game, uh, I'll give it, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last lead of the game for Michigan state was around 31 30. And what happened on the end of the court was Bobby Pettiford came around a ball screen. He, uh, broke free, and then he scooped the ball over to Zach Clemens, who put in the layup um, around a guy who was about trying to block it. So, you know, we can talk about Ochai, we can talk about Remy, we can talk about all these other guys and what they did for Kansas, but important moment in the game, or one of the most important moments of the game before they pulled away, was a freshman to a freshman on the one of the biggest arenas, one of the biggest stages in the world. So, um, yeah, that's a positive sign for Kansas, but those guys were super excited, and um, there's so much talk about the nerves getting to you at the Champions Classic, but um, those guys seem pretty hyped, but they also didn't let it affect them. So um, it was a great night, great performance for them. 
Okay, and and Gary, how about uh, how about the news on on the red shirts? Uh, there was some news made on that. I guess Bill on his pregame show, and then talked about it later. Cam Martin, super senior from uh, Missouri Southern, is going to redshirt. Self stressed that Martin wanted to do it. He's the guy that scored so much at Missouri Southern. He's six nine, but he he can hit threes. And Self had said earlier in the preseason that um, Cam had not found his shot yet at KU. So losing uh, Lightfoot and uh, David McCormick, he likes the fact that next year he can have Cam Martin go with some of these uh, freshmen that are coming in. Cam Martin might be a good big man next year. You know, if he becomes comfortable with big time basketball, the year, you know, if he's not going to play much this year, since he's not, Found his shot next year, you know, maybe as a sixth, would it be a sixth year player? He could have a big year for Bill. So uh, the other red shirt is a walk on Dylan Wilhite. I kind of thought he'd redshirt him because he's really got a nice body. He's like six, nine, 250, I think. And he, uh, I don't know if he can play or not, but he had a really good high school career, but he's going to redshirt. So Bill must think he's better than the average walk-on or why, you know, why do that? And Kyle Cuff, there are still discussions going on, I guess, is the way Bill said it. Nothing has been decided because you don't have to decide right away. He didn't play tonight. So as long as he doesn't enter a game, he can redshirt. With all the guards KU has, there's just probably not time for Cuff, who should be a high school senior this year. He changed class classification to uh, the class of 21. And uh, he's a younger guy who uh, was hurt. He had arthroscopic surgery in September. So it all adds up to not a lot of minutes. But some guys, you know, just don't want to do that because whether they play a lot or not, they don't, they, uh, they don't want to go to college for five years instead of four. So I would assume he would redshirt also, but that is not finalized. All right, guys, uh, let's call it a night and we'll continue the KU basketball conversation another time. I certainly want to explore something else that Bill Self said after the game. I thought this was interesting regarding Remy Martin that quoted Bill, he's used to having the ball in his hands and I'm trying to get him (laughs) get the ball out of his hands. I thought that was a Really interesting quote that says a lot about how Bill wants to shape a team. And I, and I know you've already written about it a little bit, Jesse, and, uh, and and we'll continue to pursue that that story. So, all right. Hey, for Gary Bedore and Jesse Duell, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Jesse Newell for talking KU basketball. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On KansasCity.com, go to the Stars E-Edition. You know, the E-Edition is a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that and you can access anywhere from 15 to 50 pages of sports every day. You can also get it through email. That's how I get it. It's there by 6 a.m. every morning. But 
However you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It is complete coverage of the previous day's sports news, features, statistics, everything. It's fantastic. Okay, hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sports Beat KC without you. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode. 